Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Well, hello and welcome to the 62nd episode of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. I say this every single time, but does it seem like 67 episodes to you? It's not 67, it's 62, oh, 60, but good try. 62. I, <laughs> I, I'm looking right at my own writing. So Angie reads the notes after this I, with my handy dandy Apple pencil here. I write notes for Angie and she'll go, I can't read any of these notes. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm reading my own notes. So it doesn't seem like 67. Because it's 62. That's right. It is episode number 62 of It's All Fine and Dangy. It's All Fine and Dangy. Oh, How are you guys doing tonight? Yes. Thank you for joining yes, us. Yes. Thank you. Very nice for everybody to take some time out of their day and come and see us and see who's going to be on the show tonight. Yes. And before we get into our guest, who we have on standby ready to jump into the Skype call with us, we wanted to say that we hope all of you are having a fantastic week. I know it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. There's a long okay. ways to go still. <laughs> but uh, hope you're If it you're started off it. right, hopefully the rest of it will go better. Yes. Ours, Even better, right? Ours has gone pretty darn well. We had, we cheated tonight and had... Tornatories. I do not consider that cheating because that food is made with fresh ingredients oh, and so made good. with love. And I'm very happy when I eat it. So it must be good, right? Yes. And we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about them uh, during the break. A little we bit talk later. about them every time. We love them very much. I know. Try not to do that, but I can't help it. Can't. When you love something, you talk about right. it. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's right. That is right. So thanks again for joining us. We're going to jump right into the interview. Today, we have a very special guest for you. She is a writer, a poet, and a music composer, and I'm still talking about just one person. That's right. <laughs> so, please join us in welcoming, I'm going to mess up her middle name now, Sophie, how do you say that all it's French. It's French. It French. It's awesome. It's I'm going to mess it up. She's going to say it for us. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, just, uh, I'm just going to say Sophie Posey. Oh, but we her, just heard it a few minutes ago too. You think we'd be able to get it right. I know. Wouldn't you, Sophie? So, so welcome to the show, Sophie. <laughs> Tell us again, how do you say your middle name? We say Jupia. Jupia. And I even tried to Beautiful. spell it in like a cool way where I would know how to say it. <laughs> and I was going to say Jopia. So no, see you. Bu you oh, butchered wow. it then. Hey, no. you know what? I've gone through yeah. life with a very simple name. But anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, Dan Fox. That's that's a pretty simple one right there. That's not a hard one. You no, know? it's an easy one. Six six letters. My easy, my breezy. middle name is three letters too. So oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice. <laughs> so how are you tonight? I am great. Really excited and pumped to be here. Oh, nice. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you here. Did you did you catch us dan me dancing all around before the the show? Could you see me? No. Oh, no, you hide me. Guys are, you guys are like frozen on my screen. Actually. Oh no. We are yeah, now. I you guys just fine, but you guys are frozen. Okay. All right. All right. We want to fix that. All right. Well, let's play along for a second. Let's see what's going on over here. Oh, look at us. Oh, and you know what? It always catches you with the worst, with the oh, worst really face does. whenever it freezes. Oh. I cannot stand oh. it. Or when it does like the Facebook Live screenshot that it puts up for people to say, oh, yeah, you did a Facebook Live. <laughs> it, I wish it had a countdown to tell you when it was going to take the picture because it's always so awkward. I, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. I don't know why we're frozen on her screen there, but let's do this. Let's uh, jump over here for a minute. We're going to talk to you guys that are watching for a minute. I'm going to let Angie yeah. fill in, and I am going to... Maybe, try to troubleshoot this. Yeah, maybe we can get somebody to make a comment too and see if they see us frozen up as well. That would be amazing. They see that, so we know they're okay. they're good. But what I'm going to do here then, Sophie, is I am going to... Be bandwidth or something? No, I don't know. It's something going on with Skype, but that's okay. And Sophie's got to see like the animation that goes on in this end because there's a lot of movement that goes on over here, Sophie. <laughs> you know, you got to be able to react to that, right? That's right. <laughs> All right, oh, so yeah. let's, yeah, let's do this. I am going to, let's see if we don't kill everything here. I am going to hang up on you and call you right back. But we're going to stay on oh. with you guys on Facebook Live. So okay. stand by. Oh, that might work, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
Do you need the number again, or do you? Oh uh, no, I got it right here. Okay. I was going to have you fill in the airtime, the dead airtime for us. Oh Lord, I'm watching myself move. A lot of movement. Yes. All right. It works. Is that better? Woo hoo! See. Okay. Now knows? you have to go back and watch the after this post so that you can see how much I actually move around. <laughs> it's like. Sit on your hands, Angie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, Skype is taking a beating right now. I know we've got a lot of people on it. But anyway, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. And I don't know, I, I misintroduced the uh, number, but this is actually our 62nd episode of the podcast. So thank yes. you for joining us for that. Thank you for being number 62. So how, we've already kind of um, chatted how you're doing today. How have you been handling this interesting um, situation that we are in as a country and as, as the world, really. Um, yeah, interesting to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually been pretty okay on our end. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been teaching online to my kiddos. Um, you know, we learned how to do all this tech stuff in a week, you know, yes. and then we were off to the races. So you say um, your kiddos, you are a teacher as well? Yeah. See, I knew that. Yeah, I'm a French pre-K teacher. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. You wear a lot of hats. Many hats. Yeah, <laughs> many hats. That is, well, that's awesome that you have still still been able to be working. So that's a great thing. And you know yeah. what I was thinking is going to be really interesting to see with with you writer and your um with you writers and your this creative group is how many books are going to come out of this that are about this this time that we're living in and the interesting twists and turns that we're going to read about well, maybe within know, the next couple of years. So, right? I, so Sophie, I'll let you kind of lead into answering that because I would love to say, and you're probably going to make me look bad here, but <laughs> I would love to say that I'm just terrorizing my new book and I've got so, but I just, I don't know. I need to go somewhere. And when I write, I need to be like in a coffee shop or looking at some woods or what is your creative process like? I mean, do you... Are you okay during the pandemic here? Are you able to do more writing? Do you find yourself able to spend more time being creative? Um, I was at the beginning, uh, again, because my school hadn't really figured out a plan just yet. So during that time, I binged, I binge read on novels. I wrote and wrote and wrote, composed a little, and then work came back. And it's been a lot. So I'm also taking online grad classes and that sort of thing. So it's been eating up a lot of time. Oh but when gosh. I have time during the day or during weekends, <laughs> I try to write at least a chapter. You know, I try wow. to I'm bit. surprised you could um, break away and give us a little bit of your time. So we appreciate that very, very much. Oh, yeah, we do. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Lots of stuff going on. So tell us a little bit about yourself personally, maybe any hobbies that you do outside of your hobbies of composing and writing. If you have any fur babies or baby babies at home, what's going on in the household? Um, well, I've got my big, uh, my big fur baby, which is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's Christopher who said hi. He's, he's jumped oh, in. Oh, and used to work with Christopher, correct? I did correct? many, many moons that ago, yes. That is so interesting. I, I sure did. Very yeah, that small was, world. Oh, gosh. It's probably been, uh, I'm so bad with time anymore. Maybe 10 years? Maybe, oh, maybe not quite 10, but maybe what? 10? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Very long time. Well, hi, big fur baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You guys both went to Seminole State, right? Yeah. No? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I actually I went to Valencia, actually. The that prestigious college, Valencia Community <laughs> College, um, to get my technical degree uh, many, many moons ago. But Chris wow. worked at the engineering firm that I worked at, so uh for Great, a time. Well. And uh anyway, yes, yeah, very small world. But I'm gonna launch right into those questions around being a writer and a poet and a composer. And I know this is like asking a parent which one of their kids is the favorite, but which one of those things is your favorite or is one of them your favorite? Oh, man, I've been trying to figure that out for years. Right. And they're just so different. Yeah. They're similar, but they're really different in process and everything. Um, do, I you find one, do you find one more uh, sort of um, uh, fulfilling than the other? Or are they all equally as fulfilling to you? Um, they're equally as fulfilling. Um, I might have a slight, I might have slightly more confidence in writing cause I've been doing it longer. Yeah. Um, and I actually was able to immerse myself in like classes and stuff in college, which helped, you know, gives me that professional streak, you know, uh -huh. sure. which I didn't get as what as much with the music, but either way for both extremely fulfilling. Well, did you go to school for writing? 
Yeah. How did yeah, I went you? To get an English degree, creative writing minor. Oh, oh that is awesome. Nice. Now you yeah. said you've been writing for a long time. When did that writing start? Did it start at a very young age? Because you went to you went to school for it. So I'm assuming you must have discovered this love at at a younger age. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my mom used to tell me that I was like four or five years old reading Snow White or something, and I was just I was sitting on the kitchen table. And reading and reading and reading. And I was like, you know what? I want to make books one day. I want to make books. And I just said it with such like confidence and stuff. She was like, okay. Um, oh, I love I started that. writing like poems and little short stories when I was eight, nine years old. Um, I used to give them as Christmas presents for my family, that sort of thing. Oh, and nice. anybody who would talk to me outside of home, I would chat her head off about my stories whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> um, and then that's, I how they, that's how you knew you were passionate about it. Hey. Oh, yeah. And I wrote my first novel uh, when I was 11. Oh, um, wow. Do you still have it? Then it's been boom, boom, boom. Huh? Do you still have it? I do. Oh, do yep, you? It's raw, crappy form. Yep, I have oh, it. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> so, so did you actually write it, like write it down or did you type it? Um. Oh, good question. I think I wrote like half of it. Like I hand wrote it. Um, I wrote it like we were at the beach or something. and I didn't have a computer or anything back then. So I just used paper. And then when we came home from vacation, I wrote the rest of it on the computer. Wow. Oh, very nice. So so when you hit it big, I guarantee you that's going to be a collector's item. Ooh, that's so hold a collector's on to item it. right there, baby. It's like doodles and stuff in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say, did you do like <laughs> illustrations? Because I feel like any of you that are creative like that, that are writers or um, composers, you're good at all the arts. That's kind of how... I, I have just what I have noticed. So did you do some doodling in it? Draw your own little illustrations, things like that? Oh, yeah. You did yeah. it all, huh? Yeah, I did before character before main characters in it. I did the villain, the, the um, ancillary characters. And then for years after, even after I'd finished writing it, I would think of different poses, different powers. It's a, it's a science fiction thing. Uh, and I could use Victoria's Secret magazines to f- help with poses and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> and awesome! I would draw my characters based. Oh, that's on a, that. yeah, that's a great tool though. <laughs> you know, to, what, you know, take the poses that they yeah, put other people. Yeah, that's brilliant. In. Especially as a kid, I was showing Angie the other night. There's like an iPad app now where it's like, uh, you know, those old wooden models of people you can get. Oh, yeah. where, there's an iPad app where you can position the character and then screenshot it and then put it in a drawing app, so it gives you a frame for oh. your for your character. It reminded me of that. And I just discovered that at almost 50. So that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool when you showed that to me. So you are mainly a sci-fi writer when it comes to your novels, correct? Yeah, sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. 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 And so we talked about illustrating a little bit. Your two books that you have out right now, did you illustrate those yourself or did you go somewhere else to have those illustrated? No, I did not. I did not have, I did not do it myself. I hired, um... Uh, what's her name? Oops. Dafina Jamil. She, she designed the covers. Dafina? Um, That's a cool name. It is, right? It's so <laughs> a really cool name. So she designed the covers. And then just because I wanted to, um, I hired um, some artists from Fiverr to do like concept art of the, of the main characters. Oh, nice. Yeah, I looked at Fiverr too. There's a lot of talented artists out there. Yeah. And it's very affordable. Been. Uh, we looked at one to do the intro for the show. We ended up mm-hmm. uh, having a friend of ours do it, but uh, really cool place to go. And we'll get the link from you for Dafina after the show, and uh, we'll put it in the show notes for those of you that are listening to the audio version of the podcast if you want more information. Yeah, we want to say give a few shout-outs to who's joining us right now. So we have Roxanne Carter is joining us, and Miss Christy K. Summers Fox. That's a long name. I love it. <laughs> It's like a celebrity name. And we've got, you know that lady. We do. We got Christopher (laughs) Posey on there too, to show his support. And we've got quite a few other folks, but they're all being a little quiet in the background. Yeah. You could speak up. You know, we like to hear from you guys. Questions, anything like that, that you have for Miss Sophie. That'd be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, But let's find out about those books. Because we talk all about it, but we haven't really gotten into what they're about. And I'm very curious. Yeah. And I'm always, I always tell Dan the, um, Immediately, I think the first thing you're drawn to on a book is the artwork. And I was drawn to the artwork. That's why I asked about it. Because I also noticed on your website, there's like some really great other pieces that are kind of depicting the book. Right. And that, that was really interesting to me. But yes, tell us you have two out, The Sea and um, The Four Suitors, correct? Yes. 
that one really good. So I'm going to let her um, give us a little tidbit without any spoilers yeah, spoiler, about spoiler what these free. are about. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to talk about The Four Suitors first, since that's the first one I published. Um, so it's basically about Princess Laetitia of Avaricia, if you please. Um, a spoiled brat who's always gotten what she wanted until her 17th name day ball, where her parents are like, we are done. We are so done. You <laughs> so need to get married. And they come up with a crafty way of forcing her to obey by giving her four different um, an astronomer and um, did I say philosopher already? Well, it, yeah, it's got glitched oh, a little bit, but you said f- giving her four different suitors. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, artist, necromancer, astronomer, and philosopher. And I had to look uh, up what a necromancer is because oh. I did not know. So maybe you can tell the audience what it is. Oh right, necromancer is like a, a person who could raise the dead. You know, yeah, that was always the cool character in the fantasy novels. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, they're always usually represented as super evil, dark, creepy, you know, people. But in this book, he's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, so she has to learn for craft. Uh, whoever, which, whichever suitor decides she learned the more, the best from, um, he, can, he can tell her parents, like, oh, she's ready. And then she can be crowned. But if she refuses, then she doesn't get for crown. And it'll go to her cousin. Um, oh, wow. so as she long has as she chooses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Her Very nice. Board. But along the way, of course, she's like, no, 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 I hate you guys. You guys are awful. And then, you know, the people in her kingdom start dying in droves. And she doesn't know what's going on. Her parents seem to be losing their minds a little bit. Like things are grossly being mismanaged. Um, so she, despite herself, asks the suitors to help her out and figure out what's going on in her kingdom. Oh, nice. So she starts working with all four of them to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Very interesting concept. I love it. I do too. And, Thank and you. which one will she choose? That's the spoiler. Uh, any, you can't mini. Tell us. <laughs> any, mini, mini, mo. Now, that was your first novel, right? Yes. And your latest is The Sea? Yes. It's more of a novella, you know, a little longer than a short story. Right. Uh, I, I recently learned what a novella is. That's true. You did. <laughs> I learned lots from these. <laughs> Author interviews, awesome. man. Even though I live with an author, I'm like, wait, I don't know what that term means, and then I'll learn it. So there we go. So, so it's a novella, but it's a full. I mean, it's a full length story. Typically, novellas are right. It's uh, just a li- the, maybe a little smaller word count. It's well, novellas are I think somewhere between eighteen thousand and thirty thousand. Although I've seen it like kind of teeter either way. Teeter yeah. either way. Sure. Mine's like twenty. 23,000. So it's a little on the shorter side. Right. Um, but yeah, this this one is a magical realism story. It started off very literary and then kind of got more supernatural. <laughs> as oh, nice. Oh, we like the supernatural well, that's, that's stuff. Very that's very relatable. Cool. I, I like doing that too. I like having a realistic framework of the world and then um, tinkering with it a little, you know, so it's not Maybe things could happen. Maybe mm-hmm. they could. Because I like the reader to wonder if this whole story is supposed to be, you know, legitimately science-based or not, you know? So I love yeah. that. Um, yeah, I've noticed that in your works, for sure. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your great reviews, by the way. I've actually quoted you on some of your reviews and some of my promotional art. So your reviews oh, are awesome. great. You can tell you're a writer in uh-huh. your review, in the way you write your review. And uh, I really appreciate that. Um, let's talk about something I love digging down into. And I don't know I don't know how exciting this is for people that don't write. I would imagine it is because I always found it to be very this exciting. This is your go-to question. It is my go-to you, question. We will, because, we, will take a, we will spend some time on this question, and well, that's fine. <laughs> well, it's fascinating to me, though, because I before I ever wrote, before I ever uh, even really, really seriously thought about writing a book, I was fascinated by the process that authors, you know, use. So I would get online and look at famous authors and not that I was trying to learn how to do it myself. I'm just fascinated by the process. And I always use JK Rowling as an example. Um, not that I'm like huge into Harry Potter books. I think they are amazing, but it was more her story of rags to riches that I really liked. And her process was like, super weirdly sloppy and just she draws like a i call it like a handwritten excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. yeah, and it, yeah it's like hard to even 
Have you seen it? It's really neat. And if you look at different authors online, a lot of them have that same sort of weird process. Some of them do like a a picture thing. Some of them uh, have notes all over the place like a crazy person. Some of them are very organized. So I'm just curious what your process is when you start putting a story together. Do you have story snippets? Do you use an app? Do you have post-it notes all over your house? You know, how does that first idea come to you and how do you start putting it in order that starts making sense? Oh my. Um, it, hmm. I think globally, sometimes it changes depending on the story, but the usual process is that, um, there's like a, I don't know, a phrase or an observation. Like I see someone on the street and I'm like, Whoa, that's an interesting person. And then I I love that. That's, (laughs) I always say travel is a writer's secret weapon because of that. Truly. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see. Um, so, you know, it can be that, a a thought, a sentence, a dream. I get a lot of crazy story ideas from dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, and then whatever, whatever that thing was that stood out to me, I write in a Google doc. Um, and then I I shut it down and let it, and let it sit for however long. And then during that time in my head, I'm like outlining, okay, what's the basic beginning, middle and end. And then once I have that down, I go into the Google doc and do like rough, rough outlines of chapters. Um, it's really rare when I have like really clear scenes at the beginning. I usually, it's usually very character focused. And then after that piece it together. Um, but I try to stay chronologically, you know, organized. I try Mm -hmm. to do like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Yes. Um, and then once that's done, you know, I have like little mini blurbs for each chapter. Then I start like writing. I always wondered how some authors will say, I knew I had to get that scene done on chapter 15. So I went ahead and did it. I'm like, how how do you like, I'm, I'm more like you where I have to go. Like I grow with my characters and I know them better by chapter 15. And so, so I totally get what you're saying. But I like um, how you said that you'll get an idea, you put it in the Google doc and then you'll leave it there. Yeah. Right. And then you kind of let in your creative, you're thinking about it but you're just letting your imagination kind of start putting it together before you go back in and add those details because you might change it. You know, as you start thinking about it a little bit, you might change. Oh, oh, that doesn't make any, Oh, that'll be hard to kind of put together. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's cool that you do that. You get the idea and you don't just jump right on it. You think about it for a little while. Let the, let the creative juices start flowing. Well, do you think yeah. your train, like your formal schooling and stuff has, has sort of helped you put story structure together? Because as someone who just learned this out of nowhere, you know, I am just learning through like author workshops from authors that are uh, either more seasoned or more formally trained like yourself. I'm learning about, you know, the three act structure and the dramatic curve and the hero's journey and all these things that I've written two novels and I had, I, I don't know how I just sort of wrote. So to me, oh. having some sort of structure feels better. Do you rely on that kind of thing when you write a story? I do. Yeah. I think I instinctively try to, like when I say I have those weird streams um, that are like, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God. And I write it down and I'm like, oh God, that, that that's horrible. It didn't I mean, translate. It's pretty cool, but it needs more. Uh, sure. Um, and I think I've always had an easy time. Um, not to brag or anything, but I've always had an easy time like figuring out like the, the, the pacing of a story. That's usually something I'm fairly good at. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I learned that at college, honestly, in college. Um, Just second nature, a lot maybe. Of, like reading critically and analyzing literature from all different historical periods. Um, yes. There were creative writing workshops, but it was mostly us looking at other people's works and, and figuring out what was working and what wasn't. But I don't think I really got like I don't think we really got into the nitty gritty of like, um, just one class actually, where we look kind of went over like, um, like POV writing, um, description, you know, how much description is good. Um, you know, how literary you want your book to be, the structure, all of that. That was one class. Wow. Um, so, but that was uh, a deep dive. Was, yeah. That was a real deep dive into how it's supposed to be set up. Right. Most of my learning honestly came after college uh, when I started just writing, rewriting stories and I would send them out to beta readers. Um, and some of them, a lot of them were like, you know, very generic, like, Oh, this is good. Which isn't helpful. Yeah. Um, but a few, <laughs> I still work with her, Danita Mayer. She's my go-to developmental beta reader person. What was her name again? Uh, Danita Mayer. Danita Mayer. There's like really cool names. 
And I'm like, I got to save these names. Didn't he? Does I'm going to save them for characters names. in my books. I'm like, these are character <laughs> names, baby. Those are, yeah. these are like memorable names. Wow. Yeah. It's a really cool name. And she's super sweet and very in depth. Like she, and she's worked with me for years now, five years almost. Now, is she a friend of yours? Is she like a formal uh, beta reader that you hire for this or you found somewhere in a book club or something? Um, I found her through Goodreads. Oh, very nice. She lives over in Arizona. So we've never actually met. Yeah, um, but it feels like we've known each other really closely since she looked at all my stuff. Yeah, um, tell, tell me what a beta that. reader is. How, how oh, right. I, I think I know it. You but. know it. I call it. I call it my arc readers, my advanced reader copy readers. Oh, is that kind of the same thing? I think beta is probably before that. It's before you print, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Quite. Yeah, after like maybe a third or fourth draft is when I have okay. try to have beta readers look at it. So it's sort of like, you know, is it, are the characters flat? Is the dialogue like too flowery? Is this, 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 what is working and what isn't? Yeah. yeah. Um, she would give me tips on like um, everything, you know, pacing. She'd give me like these outlines, like these different structure outlines, which I'd never seen until then. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been learning, I've been doing a lot of, of, of learning from that, like, something I learned last year when I did four suitors was, um, filler words and filter words. Like, hmm. you know, a character who says, or when the narration says, so-and-so saw this, so-and-so heard this after a while, it's like, it, 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 there's like a filter between the reader and the character. You could just say, you know, uh, the paper lay on the floor. You don't have to say so-and-so saw the paper on the floor. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Little sure. things. Yeah. Really enhance your writing. Yep. Um, so I learned all that, like, as I was doing. Or or he said, she said, he said, she said. I noticed some of the big names, and I always write first-person perspective, so I can't say the paper lie on the floor. Sometimes I want to be more descriptive, but I have to remember this is someone's inner monologue, and we never, at least I don't ever in life go, and then I marveled at the way the puddle <laughs> looked like crystal. And the, you know what I mean? I just don't think but that way. But wouldn't it be fun if we did? Yes. Like, oh you know what? That is what everybody, we should give everybody a challenge to um, send us a clip of one day or one, a certain amount of time in the house that that's how everybody talks in the house. Oh my gosh. How fun would that <laughs> be? That's, that's my quarantine challenge is take an hour or just at dinner time or whatever, but do a little recording of doing that kind of monologue in the house. That would be fabulous. That would be fabulous. I, I catch, I would catch myself kind of narrating myself and then he went for a snack and that kind of, you know, <laughs> Kind of thing. <laughs> Why is he reaching for the chocolate chip cookies again? <laughs> but I, but you, thank you. But, there is no chocolate chip cookies. I'm just kidding. But I, but I, you know, it's funny though. You talk about um, the way that you sort of flush your stories through your reader and how you kind of take their feedback and readjust the story. And I think that is, uh, I think that's what makes for a more easily acceptable story to a larger audience when it's time to deploy the book, because that's something I've fallen down a little bit on. And I feel like I've gotten great reception back from my books, but I, I feel like that step I'm learning from all of the either more seasoned or trained authors that you really, really need to do that because there is mm -hmm. something that might ring really good to you, but it's every time like my editor came back with something, I was like, you know what? I like that better actually. So I have to remember to do the uh, the beta reader thing. I think that's probably uh, you know a required step. But when you do, so you use Google Keep, you organize your ideas like that, and I love that because I use apps, of course, to organize my ideas too. Um, when you're doing your music, when you're putting music together, do you use the same thing? Do you use some sort of an app to sort of document the structure of a song or the lyrics or whatever? Um, yes, I use, um, sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little and then answer your question. Of course. Okay. Go back to the beta reader thing, yeah. since it's kind of new to you. Yeah. Uh, what I've found out over the years is that, um, you don't need like, well, for me anyway, I don't need a super big team again, because I feel my story is fairly strong. I'm not, it's not like I'm an amateur, sure. but you still need that feedback. So I would say maybe five beta readers tops. Yeah. Hmm. Keep it small. Find readers who read in your genre. That is so important because I have, I've had bad luck where readers would read, we were literary readers and they look at my stuff and be like, Oh, there's too much fantasy or whatever. I'm like, that's kind of a point. That's a fantasy book. <laughs> um, and also like in my experience too, I've realized too that beta readers who are older 
more mature, offer better feedback, more in depth. We have more, it's just more mature, more yeah, developed. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, so, so just a, uh, a hopeful, a helpful hint for you. If you want to do this for your next books is don't go overboard of beta readers and make sure they're, you know, have them do maybe a sample of your work first. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, and I, yeah, are. I could see keeping it small being a good idea. It's like a meeting or something, you know, the bigger it is, the slower it moves and the more you get feedback that might not be useful. So I totally yeah. get that. So tell me about your, your, uh, composing your music. Is it the same sort of structure for you? Um, mostly I use uh, logic pro X or just logic pro. Oh, very um, nice. Um, it's, it's really, really handy. It's super user friendly. And, um, yeah, when I get a musical idea, um, sometimes I get whole musical ideas. Like I hear a whole orchestral piece in my head. Um, right. like, okay, I need to like put this down so I don't forget it. So I, um, I, I plug in, I have a MIDI keyboard, but I plug into mm-hmm. my computer Right. And Logic Pro has like a whole library of, of virtual instruments. And then I record track by track through my keyboard for different musical instruments. Um, um, so that's usually what I do if it's a more elaborate piece. Um, and I do a draft and like I, I sit on it and then come back to it, come back to it. But sometimes if it's like a vocal song, which I've been doing of late, or a simple piano instrumental piece, I, I hum it in my phone, Christopher, for, he's used to it. And I'm like, I have an idea. I have to. Like, I totally get that. It though. Sing it so you don't forget it. Yeah. In my phone, send it to my email, put it in my Google drive. I'm oh, sorry. My, um, logic pro play it. And then, you know, Oh, I from- love that. So <laughs> I, I've heard people say this before that are musicians, the humming it into something just keeps the sort of pitch and rhythm together for oh. you until you can get to something and put it in, actually put it in. I love that. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna and I was gonna ask how, how many um, instruments do you play? It's is the piano the main instrument that you play, and how long have you been playing for? Um, so piano is my main instrument, um, and I've been playing since I was seven years old. So it's been oh, a while. Wow. So so but, mom and dad got lessons. Yep. Sitting in the house yep. or going to the 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 local music teacher's place and. And uh, learning to play mom and dad some beautiful music. Because it's really for us when we're parents. Like, we want to hear our kids play the piano. (laughs) But you stuck with it. So you must have had a passion for it. I mean, here you are now making, you know, full songs. I did. I, I, um, yeah, I started off with community lessons very early on. And then I I don't think it worked out really well. And then somehow I met David Vessels. We're still friends to this day. And he, he did, like, lessons, private lessons in his home. Um, and he taught me up until I was like 12 or 13 and then the lessons stopped because of various reasons. Uh, but I still stuck, you know, ironically around the time the lessons stopped is the time I started composing and doodling and fiddling around on the piano. Um, and then college happened and then I started taking lessons again, but it was, I had to, I was a little behind, you know, but I quickly like went back into it. In college I started taking choir um, never took voice lessons. I've always sung. I've always loved singing, but never took voice lessons. But got into choir, loved it. Um, and then, you know, only recently I've been doing like these jazz vocal songs that have been in my head for years and years, but I did not have the confidence to put out. So so what gave you that confidence? What what gave you that boost to put out an album with, with the vocals? Um, basically, you know, uh, singing for Christopher and, and a few of her friends. Um, we had a, a, like a group of friends, uh, Bodie, John, David, we would do music jamming and we do covers of, uh, like eighties, nineties songs. Not too much. Oh, nice. That makes me happy. <laughs> too. Hey, that's, that's my genre. Too. It's in my, our, it's in our my, genre. My generation. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd sing together and stuff and none of them seemed to be like off put, you know, they didn't seem like to be screaming in terror. And every time I sang, um, I started seeing to them some of the concepts of my songs and they're like, oh, this is really good. It sounds really nice. And I'm like, it seems like I'm the only one who has hangups about my voice. Um, so I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. How cool if is I'm that? Cringing inside. I'm going to do it. That's it awesome. Pretty well. <laughs> good, good for you. Now, do you produce them yourself or do you go into a studio and record there? Do you have something set up in the house? I... My music uh, studio is very rudimentary. Um, I have my laptop, my keyboard, um, my Logic Pro, 
only recent, like last year, I just got this, so I could oh, record. Very nice, a blue yeti. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone knows. Yes, I love it. Um, I got a filter so to avoid like crackling and popping and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, that's also like the production of my albums has like improved <laughs> dramatically from album to album because yeah, sure. I didn't know anything about that aspect of music. Oh, it's a um, trial by fire. I'm telling you, just to get a podcast together, same kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, lots of research and and so, so I can relate on that level and and with the writing because you're an indie an indie published author as well so you've climbed that whole process of stumbling through how to get things going and I feel like there's a for me and and I'm curious if you're having the same experience but it sounds like what really pushed you on the music side or the singing side especially was the support of people around you that cared about mm-hmm. you and your friends and the author community, for me, I have found to be the same way. It seems like the the author community, and now you're kind of making me feel like the community of musicians is kind of similar, where it's less of a competition, and it's more of a trying to build each other up and try to help each other out. Oh, yes. Quite a bit. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm part of a lot of uh, indie, well, mostly, uh, composer groups on Facebook, and also like filmmakers, because I try to, I'm trying to score more gigs where I can score films, which I've done a little bit. Um, You're like the jack of all trades in the creative arts community here. I'm I'm, I'm writing down right now. Reach out to Sophie. Reach out to Sophie. (laughs) Reach out to Sophie for when you're ready to make a book trailer. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. We want to make a book trailer. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh yay. Yeah. Exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying to corral some actor friends and you know, at some point out there, I think we should all do it. You should do it too. They're, they're very popular. Awesome. You know, it's yeah. like putting together a little mini movie, but you could make your own soundtrack. See, I couldn't do oh, that. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. Very cool. So um, you do you write like um, sheet music, too, don't you? I, well, I usually hire someone to do that. Oh, okay. I can read sheet music. Like, I, I can perform from sheet okay, music. Okay. When it comes to notating my own stuff, for some reason, I, I cannot do it. Don't, don't they have, have a program for that, though? <laughs> Isn't there a program where you can, like, put it... I don't know if it's expensive or not, but you uh, can play the piano, and then it puts it in? I have no it idea. It does. Sibelius does that, the thing I've noticed, and I didn't know this until I had performers, like, looking at my sheet music and be like, what? Um, it oh. does it but, but it, but it messes up, like... It makes the rhythm look way more complicated than it should be. Oh. It messes some of the stuff up like it does well for like main melodies but not mm-hmm. so much for the other things gotcha. and I, 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 like i said i only found out when my performers are like this is really hard to read what the heck like i'm sorry <laughs> um so i hire what are they called i hope i'm not messing this up my sheet music transcription i think is her name um it's this virtual place they hire like actual okay. people to like listen to a track that you send them and they transcribe oh wow yeah. so, okay yeah. All right. So taking, a note to, <laughs> taking a note to help plug yeah, that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, something I always like to find out, too, is how you market yourself. Because you did just update your website. It looks beautiful, by the way. And um, But uh, do you go to... Um, what, what am I trying to say? I always forget something during when you mean I'm talking. to market? I, yeah, you, marketing. Do you go to events? Do you set up at events? Like... How are you getting your name out there um, beyond social media? Great question. Um, I have to be 100% honest here. I really do suck at marketing. Um, I've read countless That's books for super self-publishing, common. So do I. Whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. <laughs> it's just hard. I mean, it doesn't look like it, but I'm kind of a shy person by nature. So I have a hard time talking about like, my creative stuff, like even at work, you know, yeah. we're working with these people for years now and we're like, Oh, you, you're, Oh, you write books and music. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I, you, you know, you, I just don't talk about it. If you have time, you should join our, we do a weekly author workshop and I know you've probably done these kind of things, but I've never done one. And what some of these authors are teaching me, and most of them are romance writers and romance writers are the most high selling writers out there. It's not my style of book, but I have a lot of respect for it because Mm -hmm. they're making a living doing this, you know, but 
they have taught me a little bit about some of that marketing stuff because not a lot, I'm still learning, but, um, you know, you can write an amazing story or make an amazing album. And if you don't market it just right, there's a, there's like a, there's a math, there's like a formula to too much or not enough. And it can't just be social media. And I don't know, for me, I feel like conversations with others that are successfully doing it because truthfully, if you're like me, I would just hire someone to market all the time it, and I could just focus on the creative stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's why yeah, actors hire a publicist, right? To kind of, you know, market them and protect them or, you know, get get them known and seen. Yeah, for basically. sure. Well, it's also not in our nature. I think most creatives mm-hmm. don't. Uh, that's not in there unless that is their creative thing. Yeah. Marketing. If it's not their thing, normally marketing their own art is a little is a little more tricky. Yeah, it's hard because you don't want to come off as, oh, I'm super awesome and amazing. Exactly. But you don't want to feel like myself. But is you crazy. are. So people <laughs> should know. But you re- walk, you got to walk around like you're a celebrity. Like, hey, that's don't true. You, you don't know Angie? <laughs> what? But, <laughs> you don't but, know Sophie? What? <laughs> she, but, she, but you kind of both remind me of an interesting point. The reason I brought up those author workshops, and that was what I was referring to as like the elevator pitch. People would say, Ooh, in the dark, what's it about? And I'd be like, well, there's a, uh, it's kind of a, there's a, it's not really, th- and now I've stumbled around and we're done. They got to go. So, but they have, uh, there's a thing called a log line, which you may be familiar because you took formal writing. I didn't know what a log line was. And one of the things we talked about was putting together a one, preferably one, to two sentence description of your book. And I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> But wow. then, but here's how you can tell someone's talented for this. You can name it. I could say, but Tommy knockers from Stephen King and they just do it in one line. And you're like, what? That's it. So that's, <laughs> that's the kind crazy. of thing I'm kind of learning because I feel like it helps. I, I'm, I'm, if you're like me, you don't want to give away. I don't think any author wants to give mm-hmm. away their story. And there's a fine line between making it interesting. Like when you're telling us about the suitors and you're telling us about how she's getting help from the suitors. There's a part of me as a writer that's like, don't tell anymore. You might be halfway through your book right now. Don't <laughs> don't ruin your book. You know what I mean? I think, too, yeah. you guys have to be able to come up with something you're it's coming up with something you're comfortable with. It's yeah. a teaser, sure. right? Like a teaser for a movie. But just like we are with movies, same thing. You're like, I don't want to see anymore. It, it looks good. Let's watch it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that's where the challenge lies is how can I really capture the attention without giving anything away. Right. That's challenging. As an indie (laughs) author, and I'm sure maybe as a, as a indie musician as well, the thing is the tricky part is though, there's a million trillion billion, whatever of us. So to stand out, you have to, you don't want to overexpose your story. You don't want to spoil it, but you also have to say enough to where it's actually interesting. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, but speaking of which, your books sound very interesting to me. I mean, you did tell us yeah. a little bit more than a one line, of course, and we're happy about that. Yeah, but so. I read um, even her descriptions online. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Because you know there's going to be so much more build up to that story. I Underneath. Mean, especially the four suitors. That one was yeah. like, mm, you would like to see, definitely. We should each buy one and to. then critique it to each other yes because i'm out i've I've already read i've got one more of of your author friends books to read yep and then i'm done and so i need something new so we'll pick up a copy of the four suitors there we go so when did you when did you self-publish the um your first first book um last august 2019 wow so it's been very recently yeah Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Oh my gosh, you're and, f- fresh. And I knew that yes. just because I was talking to her before she came out yeah. with the book. But what blew me away is then you got a novella, boom, right? It's like you had a stack of these sitting somewhere. Either that or you write a lot faster than I do. Oh God, no, I write so slow. Oh, do you? So do I. <laughs> Work and everything else in school. Um, no, but I, what I've been noticing lately is with my stories, I've been recycle or yeah thinking on old stories that i wrote in college or even earlier sure and i'm like hmm really great concept but really bad execution how can i fix this yeah and so i've been the c i wrote in in college but it was much more literary much more literary like the magic was like this this big um and then i had, <laughs> and then i was like you know it could be so much more and i had wacky dreams and i was like oh this is perfect 
Um, oh, the dreams are the best. Those make the yes. best stories, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do. This was so like so perfectly aligned with 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 this. Um, basically, for dream, and I still have those dreams. Um, I'm walking on the beach or whatever, and playing and having a fun time, and then the, the water just gets higher and more and more, like inching closer and closer, and then all of a sudden there's this huge wave that blankets everything out, and it 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 kills like everybody else except me for some reason. Um, and I don't know, I have a weird dream over and over and over. Oh, that Uh, sounds super interesting to to me. You have to look that up or go to one of those people that reads dreams. Well, I did see on the book cover, there's like a person standing underwater and it looks like the, they're able to breathe under there. So you're right. That is the one that I would be interested in for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I, I read the description of that one. I'm like, oh, Dan would like this one. I definitely nice. like, I mean, I would read both of them, but the, I'm more intrigued by the other one. Definitely. Cool. Like this chick's trying to get her way. Ooh, not going to happen. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens to her. <laughs> oh, so as we get closer to wrapping up here, Sophie, first off, we really want to thank you for joining us. I have, I have another question that I meant to ask earlier. So I get some sort of a concept of the idea of how long it, it takes you to write a novel. How long does it take you to make an album? Oh, good question. Oh, um, at least a year. Yeah, at that least. would stand to reason. Yeah. And, and my albums have been like kind of short on like being an actual album. It's more of an EP. So it's usually between five or six songs. Uh, no more than that. Uh, but I do have a plan in mind for doing like an actual full album of jazz, but in a few years, it, take, it takes time to produce oh, cool. songs and record yeah. them. Yeah. Production it's, time it's, too. It's, yeah, I'm sure is a lot of it. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Well, we wish you continued success. I real quick, I want to run through some of the, I pulled them up on screen and you'll see in the playback on Facebook live, but I want to run through some of the comments that came in. Uh, let's see. Roxanne said you're a machine. She went on to say Sweet. she's here to show her support. <laughs> Oh. And uh, let's see, Joel De Jesus, you are awesome, Sophie. Aww. Uh, and then there's a there's a couple more in there. That Eric. Just said, Eric said he's uh, excited Erica. for you. That's Erica, I think, right? Oh, I'm blind. Erica, people I'm said getting, hello. I'm getting up there in the the number of years, <laughs> you know. Every time you say that, I just think of that I'm older than you by like what three years. I know you're way older <laughs> than me. <laughs> but you've got a good support system here too, including us. Yes. So we're excited to see you continue and, and succeed. And we will definitely pick up a copy of your book and give you feedback, not just because you've done it for me, but because I'm genuinely interested in your books. And I know that when you first wrote the first one, we had a little conversation about you read mine and I'll read yours. And I just moved on and got buried with life. So <laughs> it's kind of been a nice reminder for me to go back and read and read one of your novels and check it out. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. We hope you continue to keep creating. Tell uh, tell us how, or tell people how they can find you, both for your music and for your uh, for your books. Sure. Um, so I can be found. I have this nifty new website. Thank Very you, Susanna, nice. for fans so much for <laughs> designing it for me. Um, so it's www.sophiejposey.com. Very, Very nice. Um, I try to streamline all my stuff on there. It's just easier. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. And so we do have that up on screen for those of you that are watching mm-hmm. this on YouTube or on Facebook. And we also will have it in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version. You can just scroll down and click it and find out all about Sophie. Are you on like the typical platforms like Amazon or uh, for your books? And then where's your music available? Um, Bandcamp and YouTube. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Awesome. I used to go on SoundCloud, but I don't know. I, I, I produce so much and I really don't want to pay for the yeah. premium, whatever. So yeah, you I will tell you, you got to save money wherever you come. <laughs> when you're doing it yourself, you the, have the to kids save. Are, the kids, the cool kids, you know, my kids are teenagers. They're t- starting to tell me SoundCloud's kind of not the thing anymore, Dad. So, oh, man. so there's there's some new platforms coming. Like my son's it album. It comes and goes so fast, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I'm still on Facebook, everybody. So you can find me there. <laughs> I know when people said Facebook's for older people, I'm like, what? That's right. That's where I am. <laughs> oh, I can tell you that. I'm it, getting better at Instagram though, but I, the Twitter, that's not, that's I, not I can tell you that for my teenagers, I can message them on Facebook, tag them on Facebook, text them directly, nothing, Snapchat them, immediate response. So uh-huh. I don't know why it's a generational yep. thing, but it that is. is. That is true. Well, thank you so much once again. We are happy to support you and all your endeavors. Keep us posted on anything new coming up. 
and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Likewise, it was a pleasure being on here and hearing more about your guys' process and life and having the support from my peeps in the community. I see oh, yes. you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, very um, nice. And yeah, we'll be in touch as soon as summer comes and I'm more available and stuff. I really do want to try and be more social as safely as we can in this yeah. COVID thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, that's the goal is to try to make more connections in general. I get uh, it. That's part of it. That's part of life. Yeah. All right, Sophie, have a great night. And for those of you listening on the audio podcast or watching on Facebook Live, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for our wrap up. That's right. Take care. Bye, Sophie. Sophie. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey, guys, it's Angie, but it's all fine and dangy. And we wanted to encourage you to do a little research and find out what's in your backyard. We did that this weekend and we found a really cool local organic farm. We went there and get this. We picked fresh blueberries right off the bush. So it's blueberry season now through May. So now's the time to get out, to stock up your fridge or your freezer with these heart healthy fruits. And don't forget, at the end of the day, it's all fine and dangy. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that little clip. (laughs) Once I finally found the play uh, button. (laughs) (laughs) So that video I love, it was taken at King Grove Organic Farm in Eustis. And normally you can pick fresh blueberries, not strawberries there. But if you check out our website, you can find a hilarious video of me doing that clip about 16 times and saying, we're picking fresh strawberries. <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. And uh, we're still getting comment, comments in here for Sophie. We thank uh, you guys for, for helping to support her. Oh, yes, that that was great. We love when people show up to support their peeps. That we really is do. awesome. It makes them feel great and just gives them that little boost of confidence. You know, everybody needs a little boost. Support, of All course. the time, support. Absolutely. Right? And um, blueberries. Let's get back to that, guys. So um, we love King Grove organic farm in Eustis and blueberry season is almost wrapping up though. Believe it or not, it's a very short season. Um, so this week is the last week that you can actually pick up blueberries from them. Um, they sell five pound boxes and trust me, it's well worth it. You can freeze them just like they are put in a Ziploc bag and get that deliciousness. I think their last pickup days are this Wednesday and Saturday and that is at kinggrove.com. Yes, indeed. Um, one more thing I want to say about King Grove before we kind of move on past the commercial here is that they do what's called, uh, they're part of the Real Organic Project. Mm-hmm. So if that's important to you, as it is to us, the term organic, as you may have learned from the interview we did with them on episode... I don't remember. I'm just kidding. I, don't I know should have had that ready. <laughs> Um, but, uh, on that episode, we learned that organic is sometimes a play on words and there's some loopholes. Mm -hmm. They go by what's referred to as the real organic project, which is a brand new thing. And these blueberries are truly organic. They're grown in the dirt. There's no pesticides. They are delicious. We have a huge box of them in the fridge right now. Yes, we do. Well, they're almost gone, so we might have to pick some more. We had, we had a huge box in there. So they're like at the peak right now they are so good so i got to get some that we can freeze as well yes indeed so sorry anybody that was on my watch party that i just hit the end button on i'm gonna go back on there and start it again while dan chats a little bit (laughs) all right so while we're getting into the chat here we changed our format a little bit as you guys can see we're starting to launch right into the interview getting a little better about doing the audio and video at the same time um but i want to talk to you guys a little bit more about kind of the things going on in our lives. We're, what mm-hmm. we're thinking we're going to do is do the guest interview, chat with you guys a bit, do the whole thing on Facebook Live, and then, you know, see you later. Yeah. Um, but it's that hurricane keeps, season. That keeps us from coming back and recording another section and you have all the work of putting Plus, it together. It's kind of a little <laughs> bit of a cheat when we say, oh, uh, we're, you know, we're going to go meet with, and we already did, you know, we've yeah. got the recording somewhere. So yeah. we're, we're doing it all in linear order now. Um, not necessarily good news, but I did read recently that hurricane season's now upon us again. Lovely. <laughs> I know timing isn't great, but it's just something to kind of think about. I don't like to get you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're pretty, um, we're not panicky about hurricane season, but we, you know, we pay attention and we want to be aware and we want to make sure that we're keeping an eye on things in case something gets bad and mm-hmm. we need to prepare for it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I don't want to think about it yet. And you know, what's funny is every year we say 
right after hurricane season, we say we're going to get this bin together that has like hurricane supplies so that the next year, yeah, maybe there's a few things we need to pick up, but we're pretty much prepared. We haven't done that yet. We haven't. And if, <laughs> if you're watching this, either on the live or the playback, Matt Sharkey, he's a, a, a good friend of mine who's working with me forever, but he is the type of guy that is prepared, pulls out a flashlight, pulls out a pocket knife, has a wrench, that kind of guy. And <laughs> oh I guarantee goodness. you, he's the type that has like, he, he he kind of inspired me to thinking about having the right supplies for his ex-military or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we don't have, and now good luck getting toilet paper for your hurricane <laughs> supplies anyway. So. That may not happen. Well, you've been watching, um, you've been really digging the SGN. Oh, some good news. The yeah. Some Good News Network. Yes. Yes. With John Chris, I can never say his name. Chris- John Krasinski. John Krasinski does this YouTube channel called Some Good News, SGN. You got to check it out. It's so cool. At this times where, you know, everyone's online debating one thing or another. Um, and, you know, I try so hard to stay out of that myself, but it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's the virus and everybody's worried. He has put this thing together in his house. And if you guys don't know who John Krasinski is, he was in The Office. He was in uh, uh, The Quiet, Quiet Place, Place movie. He's been mm-hmm. in a bunch of stuff. But he is sitting at his desk in his office in a suit. And he's it's like uh, he starts spinning a globe for the intro. And he's got like a little colored sign. It's like crayons. And he spins <laughs> to a second camera and does. But the cool thing is he has all these clips. And he does it just like a news anchor. And... It's a lot of really good news, like people that are helping each other, people that are donating, uh, families that are spending time together and sending their clips in. And it is just a feel good thing that will make you kind of feel good about the human race, which isn't that easy sometimes, right? I love when people do good things like that. Speaking of which, I would like to thank all of those who donated. Uh, There was a local family that was in need. um, And um, one of our friends on Facebook posted about it and a friend that we are Halloween friends. That's what I, that's what we call them. And, um, uh, which Halloween friends posted that Kristen, oh, Kristen. Kristen posted it. Yeah. Very nice. And, um, so I reached out to the community. People did what they normally do and came with, uh, the donations. And so I am meeting Kristen tomorrow to give her those donations for the family. I so, love that. Yeah. I it was love that. going to be this weekend, but, Wednesday, it is what we are meeting. So, Very yeah. nice. So thanks, thanks to you guys that dropped by and dropped off stuff. I saw we had bags of clothes at the door a few times when we came home mm-hmm. from running errands. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to see that. Another thing I want to mention as we're sort of doing house cleaning, kind of wrapping up the show, uh, a group that I've been working uh, with forever have developed an app for iPhone and Android. It's called, and this is really cool now because it's kind of a good time for it. It's called cut a Q C U T a Q. And it means like a Q line to cut through the Q line. This is a crowd, um, not crowdfunded crowdsourced application. So the, it's brand new. So the more people that download it and use it, if you plug in, there's a short line at the drive through at McDonald's, there's a short line at, you know, wherever you're going to buy food or buy, do whatever you can use the app to pull up to see if there's a wait, to see if there's a line. And especially mm. now where there's kind of a line everywhere, it's a really neat way to know what you can get in, at, in and out of. And your giving your feedback when you go somewhere kind of helps everybody else too. Again, it's called yeah. Cut-A-Q, C-U-T-A-Q, and uh, it's a business app. I just wanted to plug it. We also wanted to talk a little about a little bit about the Apopka High School Graduation parade that's oh, coming up. Yes, that is a really awesome thing that the city of Apopka is putting on. Yes, it is. And um, it's, they're not going to get their actual diploma on that day, yeah. but they, they get to be honored, which I is know. I love that. really, I mean, is what we look forward to when we're graduating high that's school right. or college or anything. Yeah, the diploma's piece of paper we hang on the wall. We just want the recognition that we did it. Yes. Right? Oh, I remember. And um, so we will put the information on our website with that, but they're doing it at um, the Field of Fame, the North, uh, the Northwest Recreation Complex. Wow, look at the memory you have here. Um, and that's like the Field of Fame, like behind the Wolf Light... Um, what is that? It's the Northwest Recreation Complex yes. where parents and family members are parking along the route. Mm-hmm. And then parents can park in a parking spot. Let's see. Uh, the seniors are going to be driving through the complex. 
and everyone parked along the sides can hold up signs and hoop and holler and, you know, kind of make them feel special because they don't get to yeah. do a normal graduation. But it's actually going to be um, broadcast, right? It on is. It's the be, AM station? It is. It's going to be broadcast on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer, these are both part of the Salem Communications Group oh, where our friend guys. Bill Files runs the whole oh, group over Bill there. Oh, I love Bill Files. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bill Files' voice is at the beginning of our show. Okay, each and every one. That's right. That is awesome. Well, that is going to be so exciting, um, so exciting for them. So what does it say? Students should be lined up by 1.30 p.m. I'm sure there's more information that we will post. And yeah, I'll or put a link the in city the of Apopka, notes. they have more information there, too. Yeah, That's I thought that right. was so cool. Oh, my gosh. I did, too. And I'll put a link in the show notes there. And um, I really am happy for you guys because I was supposed to graduate this year and they canceled it completely. Oh, no. So I'm really going to have stinks. like a two-year delayed gratification when that comes around. But I'm still going to have that gratification, buddy. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> we've got to celebrate. I hate writing right now. But yeah, we've definitely got to celebrate all that hard work you put into everything. And that's pretty much it. We got some, yeah. some goofy stuff we've no, been doing. No, we did something really cool. So we've been wanting to plant a garden. Oh, and yes, we did. everybody knows we're in the three-year renovation time, right? And we haven't started the yard yet. We're painting the house next week, though. This, so. uh, yeah, next um, next week. Next I'm week, we're painting next the Monday. house. I'm taking a week off. That's right. So then next step would be... Start in the sprinkler system and da da da. So garden, we haven't put an actual like raised bed or anything out in the yard, but we discovered tower gardens we and did. they are pretty amazing. And my goal is to have one of these in every single person's house. Yeah, or let's talk backyard. about for a minute because I didn't even know what these things were when you first started talking about it. Yes. And I will be honest with you, when you first showed me and we started talking about the price and all, I was like, wait, wait, that seems like, why couldn't we just make one ourselves? Then we went to a nursery full of these things. Yeah. And it's amazing. In a little spot, I'm talking the spot of, of, of the size of a spot of maybe like those, those old plastic uh, um, barrels. That's kind of about the size of the yeah. diameter of this thing. Mm -hmm. And you can have an entire garden and one of these things. So we, yeah. so we bought one. We have it on the back of the property or behind the yeah. house now. And, and it's we, awesome. So it's all about growing vertically. It's an yep. aeroponics. So it's not like a hydroponic. It's not considered organic because yep. what we learned from the Real Organic Project is it has to be coming from the ground oh, without right. any fertilizers. Sure. But I don't have a green thumb, people. Neither so do I. I need something that is like foolproof and that... I want to grow our own veggies. Yep. I want to go clip my lettuce and clip my basil right off of something that's super easy, you know, that I don't have to weed too much or maintain. And it is amazing. So my yeah. goal is to have one of these in everybody's house. So they're getting the proper amount of fruits and veggies in their diet every day. And I'll tell you, after seeing the success of these things in the greenhouse we went to, and now that we've planted one, we're going to do this thing. I know it's silly dorky, but I like gardening, so whatever. We're going to do this thing. We just planted uh, cucumber and one. We planted cucumbers, tomatoes, two types of lettuce, several two types of lettuce, you know, more than one yeah. plant of it. A bunch of herbs like uh, uh, basil, squash, cilantro. Uh, what else do we put in there? Watermelon. Oh, yeah. There's and 20 like different plants that you can put on a basic tower. Yep. But you can, we can also add more levels. Uh, uh, if we wanted to. I mean, I'm but not I that can't. tall, so we back, can't be I doing can't it too big. Oh, but my back. <laughs> but yep. this keeps you from bending and weeding. Yep. And you're still getting nutritious food. There's minerals and vitamins that you add to there for the plants yeah. to get what they need and it is i'm telling you we're gonna post we already posted a picture of it when we first planted yep and then every week i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of track its growth yeah absolutely that's what i was gonna say yeah. so we and we'll kind of we'll post it we'll show you the the yeah. success of it but even in the week or whatever whatever how many days it's been since know. we show planted a picture it? of it again though because it's pretty cool yeah i just turned the picture off actually but oh, uh, you did? yeah oh, that's well. been there oh. um but uh they, uh, they're already starting to sprout like more leaves and stuff mm -hmm. within a few days. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty interesting. It's really we'll cool watching them grow, man. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. If you put the time-lapse thing out there. 
You could probably oh, see it actually like that grow. That would be cool. Don't tempt me. That's Especially a big... like the cucumber and squash. They tend to get like those little swirly vines on it. Yep. So that is really you, do cool. Do you want me to set up the garden cam? Now we're talking yeah, about some excitement. that would be, yeah. That's how I get Dan to get more of these in the yard, right? Is say, hey, we got to have cams on all of them, cameras <sighs> on all of them to record it. That's how, so like going kayaking, she's like, oh yeah, we get you. So I'm like, I should get GoPro for both of us. <laughs> yeah, you should. So now we kayak all the time so I can make more movies of it oh my but gosh in, in truth that's what we've been up to we're curious what you guys mm-hmm. been up to what have you been doing to kind of get past the time in quarantine i know things are starting to open up now and people are able to go out and do a little more are you going out are you staying home any shows you want to tell us about because we can't find any uh oh we did find oh, a go well, yeah we just finished dead to me with oh, christina applegate right. I even had a that graphic one of was that. really great and we watched that really good one oh. about the magician Dead to me, though. Let's talk about that one for a minute. Because that I'm not really into dramas or dramedies or whatever you call it, but it is dark and it's really funny. So, yeah, yeah, we highly recommend that one. And then I got a graphic for the other one, too. The documentary that we watched. Oh, look at you. You're so fancy. All right. Look at our fancy Facebook Lives now. Yeah. That's uh, pretty amazing. This uh, Garrick had told me about this one, but this one was about, uh, what was his name? Do you remember? Randy. I think Randy was his last name. It was. Magic Randy? Oh, I think it says it on that little tiny graphic. His name is like Jamie Randy or James Randy or something, but he was a famous and is a famous magician who spent his life uh, debunking people who said they were psychics or had some psychic powers or whatever. It's super interesting. It is interesting. interesting, It's It's a real great documentary. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you like the show, we would love for a rating on our podcast. Um, a review would be wonderful. And subscribe to us if you get a chance. What are you doing? Are you making fun of me moving my head all around? Look, I launched the thing and now my head's uh, <laughs> And definitely head over to the Facebook page and our Instagram and give us a like. That would be wonderful. And share if you'd like other people to check it out. Yes, please do. We really appreciate it. And it really helps us to kind of reach more people. And, uh, you know, we enjoy doing it. We enjoy meeting with you and all the local businesses and the local charities, you know, and uh, doing what we can to help out and uh, and growing our network. And we love doing it. We love meeting on Skype, but we do look forward to when we can start seeing people back in person. I can't wait for it. I can't either. Yeah. And give us an email. If you have any questions, feedback at findandangie.com. You can also find us on all our social media under findandangie. That's right. D-A-N-J-E-E. And if you would like to call the show, leave a voicemail either for us to play on the air or just kind of give us some input on what you'd like to see on the show, here on the show, or if you are a guest that you are a friend that you know would like to be a guest on the show, call 407-490-3899. That's 407-490-3899. Thought the, you were going to miss that. As the ticker went, went away. I know we do. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay healthy. And remember, at the end of the day, it's... And remember, at the end of the day... (laughs) Okay, we're going to start again. Let's act like we're just recording a show. You charged into all that, and I'm trying to click all these buttons. What what buttons are you still clicking? I had to turn off the the thing, and I was going for the music and everything else. (laughs) Okay, I forget that you're in charge of everything. And like frantically, which... Okay, Okay, we're going to try that again. Thank you guys for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember at the end of the day, it's, it's all fine and